Welcome back. Down Welcome to back. watch here. Hey. Um, I'm Dan. I'm Raul. That's Raul over there. Hey, let's uh, let's circle back real quick to October. Oh, yeah, because this is an upcoming episode, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to go over November. Uh, but October, actually, this is a rare month where I didn't see a lot of the things that... Or we did an episode on one, two, three things... Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody feed Phil. Sorry, I didn't see that one there. I forgot. I've already seen all of those. That was really good. Uh, season six, I believe. Um, so, yeah, people, I, we've talked about that quite a bit. Um, I always mention it when there's a new season. That this wasn't the one I was going to mention, though. And this is going to be a common a common month for me. Uh, I also did not see any of the things that we have. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, we did but, talk about we talked about uh, interview with a vampire, and we talked yep. about um, the other vampire show, uh, that Reginald the, right the Vampire. In. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was a third vampire show that we did not talk about called Reginald the Vampire. We also watched Let the Right One In, the first episode I saw. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we liked both of them, right? But yeah, Let the Right One In quite a bit more than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'll I'll be sticking with uh, mm-hmm. let the right one in. Oh, and then the redeem team we covered. Mm-hmm. Did we cover it with Yanni? We did, right? You with Yanni, yeah. Oh, that's right. You hadn't seen it yet, though. That's right. right. Uh, documentary now. I want. I will get to for sure. I'm so excited to see the first. Uh, there's like they do this where they do two part episodes sometimes yeah. where it's so much that they just want to you know they want to stick to their 30 minute format but they want to do like a and they want to make it seem like because some documentaries do that too back in the day that's like sure yeah part one part there's two no, there's no, like it's yeah. a big deal it's epic and so it's the uh Werner Herzog one I think about um Fitzcarraldo I think is what it yeah. looks like from the images I saw that's all I've right. seen about it but um yeah I gotta dive into that and then uh, won't did mention you, any you? of this other shit. I've, got, got, I've got a couple of shows. Okay. I'm just curious if you knew anything okay. about them or did you mm-hmm. uh, hear anything about a friend of the family? Oh yeah, I did. That was one we were almost going to cover because um, yeah. I did hear really good things. Yeah, and it's got like ninety something percent low mm-hmm. low nineties on Rotten Tomato. Uh, so I was. Uh, I think thinking. Uh, my response was uh, especially because of the Dahmer popularity right, right now. That I said something right. to the extent of, can we not cover real life creeps for like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just real sick of listening about to people talk about real life creeps right now. I, right. I fictional. Well, and fictional especially vampires, especially the ones that are like good looking creeps too. It adds a whole nother la- la- layer of yeah. weird stuff for people. That's, I don't, I don't always love it. I don't always yeah. love it. No. And that documentary series I saw on it was so good, but because People seem like they're saying it's, you know, it's a high quality thing. I was like, oh, okay, that's worth yep. a shot. So I'll see one at, at some point. But um, The Vow is the big one for me um, for October that I'm really into. And I watched the original doc series. Um, 
This one's only two or six episodes. I think we're two in. Yeah, we're two in. And the big uh, deal with this, yeah, sorry. The the original season of The Vow. Yeah. What was that about? Was that the? That was the people that were just coming out of it in real time in terms of the documentary and as it was happening kind of in the oh, news. Right. right, 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 right. Yeah. Like it was a little yes. behind because it's a documentary. So it's like, it's not current, current, and but then, it was very real, like within like a less than a year of whatever they were talking about. Yeah. And then I think I felt, I feel like I heard critics before this came out saying like, what is there to talk about? Like this seems more like just sensationalizing the story more so than mm. telling it. But you're saying it's pretty good though. Yeah, the thing is, it's it's ongo it's an ongoing thing because when the other show left off, um, Keith Raniere had not been convicted yet. Right. Uh, so that was up in the air. That happened after the show, the first season. So we had that to go off of. Plus, we have the fallout from all the people that were in the process of being convicted, like the top four. Mm -hmm. I think it was, yeah, the, his basically his top four ladies well, all I was were being say, convicted. The only one I know is the Superman one. Wait, Superman one? The one that was on Superman, that was on Smallville. Oh, Matt, Allison Mack. Yep, right. she was the um, she was like the big name kind of, but right. there she was a famous one. That's why this is the only reason why I know her. Right, and then two of the other ones was this one lady who was like his Keith Raniere's right hand woman, um, who like basically helped indoctrinate all these people into this mm -hmm. thing, and so, and then she had a daughter too that she got into it, and then there was this one lady that was like a billionaire, uh, the heiress to the. Um, Seagram's fortune. She would oh, like wow. invested all this money and she was like a big part of it too. But the big thing that was very cool if you were into this stuff is that they got a really good um, interview and a whole episode basically. Episode two is all about the right hand woman who. Okay. And like her origin, she goes back, she retraces all her steps. She's like in on it for the documentary's sake because she's kind of come full circle, I think. And I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Not really admitting she did necessarily anything that but wrong yet but yeah trying to be open about things and so uh she goes back to some of the like locations where a lot of this stuff went down and now it was cool that's it's interesting very cool. you say that they go back to some of the locations because am i too uh, am i incorrect in understanding this this organization continues to exist right no it's it's now defunct um i there, thought that was the case too sort, yeah okay i thought so that was not, the case not crazy that that's a no. idea exists no, no yeah it's so basically as a functioning organization it's no what's longer what's the name of the organization we should say for uh nexium spelled right. n-x-i-v-m that was like the group and then uh it splintered off into all these different little factions which makes, that were which is where which is why i'm thinking maybe if i was incorrect in thinking the group still existed that maybe some sort of version of it oh has survived no i think the vow because well the vow was referring to this like splinter group um called dos that was like a group of all these women that basically that's where the the kind of uh, sex slave type Oh, wow. culty stuff was like on yeah, that yeah. level it wasn't branding yeah yeah a lot of that was like lower uh, on the lower level wasn't related to like sure. sexual that was things just in a, that was just a pyramid scheme right right like kind the, of at the lowest yeah. level you were literally uh trying to like add people you're trying to, to add, your, you're trying to get right. better yeah you're trying to it like was, uh, better your life and whatever yeah. you know it was like a uh self-help kind of a right. situation self-help version of uh uh Oh, God, Esp? What's the name of the, the vitamin company that used oh. to be uh, the on the front of Galaxy jerseys? 
Herbalife. Oh, Herbalife. Like Herbalife. <laughs> it's like, it like self-help Herbalife, right? In a way, yeah. Yeah, and you were probably giving money, obviously, to them for, for these services, you know? Um, uh, wait, where were we going with that? You were asking me, oh, yeah, if it still exists. The vow. So yeah, yeah. they do interview this one girl that's still completely completely into it as in terms of supporting Keith and adamant that he did no wrong that she's felt better now than she ever has in her life all these kind of things so there are those still people that are you know followers of him but as an as like an operating thing no it does not exist anymore okay. like everybody got arrested at the top and made deals cut deals all these things so right but yeah, yeah I, I often think like that doesn't like when a, when a cult goes down that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean people stop believing Oh, for and, sure. You know, that could be for scary. Sure. Like, uh, yep. who is it? Aum Shinrikyo? You know, the the Japanese cult that did the sarin gas bombs uh, in the subways? Oh. Like in the early 2000s? I know. The, oh, that's oh, a crazy... I, like, I know of the incident, but I didn't know it was a cult that... Uh, oh, that's... Yeah. The story of Aum oh. Shinrikyo is bananas. It's, yeah. um, it's very much a, 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 a perfect example of... Cults are not necessarily filled up with dummies. A lot of times they're filled oh, yeah. with very intelligent people mm -hmm. because you have to be able to convince yourself of mm -hmm. the, the crazy stuff. So you need to like, you have a certain amount of like logical reasoning like, right. that you have to apply. Anyways, yep. That's uh, exactly the, the first season of The Vow talks a lot about that. And they literally talk about getting rid of people that aren't on that level because it's just mm -hmm. like, it won't it won't be a success with those types of people or whatever you know so so yeah uh if i'm if i understand the history of om shinrikyo enough it became a large enough organization at some point that when it went down when everything went bad like you couldn't get rid of it all and it still exists in various different like organizations throughout japan really wow i'm gonna look into yeah. that yeah, yeah it's an interesting thing. I the, I just re-listened to the episode of last podcast on the left because mm. they came up for, again for something like recently. Oh, and I was wow. like, not these guys again. <laughs> right. Like I was like, what even was the right. deal with these guys? So I went back and listened to the episode again. It's good. Yeah. It's super fascinating. Yeah, when you type Japanese cult into Google, it literally is the first thing that comes um, up. Shinrikyo should be the yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, number one guys to win yeah. the bullet. There, yeah. <laughs> they took the championship for sure. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna so, check that out. Uh, and then oh, let's uh, dive in. I want to say, did oh, you got... see the peripheral? Did you hear anything about the peripheral from uh, Amazon? No, I just seen ads for it pop up Is and it stuff. Any but... interest? Does it seem interesting at all? Not to me uh, as of now, but um, let's see what the critical, all right, 71%, audience score 89%. So some people are digging it. Uh, yeah, oh, somewhere on the fringes, right. sci-fi vision is a compelling narrative. The peripheral single-minded focus on his lofty ideas comes at expensive characters occurrence. So okay. yeah, so it might be a loosey-goosey. It's, it's hard to find the favorite character when you don't give a shit about anybody on the show. Yeah. But the ideas might be interesting. Right, which is like okay. uh, it's kind of hard to stick with that for that is that is sci-fi's curse. That is yeah, uh, right. A difficult problem with science fiction. And right. then the the last thing I have on my list mm -hmm. is something that I've been actually hearing a little bit about. Uh, although I can't remember if it's majority positive or negative. Uh, Del mm. Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities is that what it was called? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's um. I yeah. This is not for me personally, but. Um, yeah, it's got a 90% uh, okay. Rotten Tomato score. So people, I mean, critics are Dang really, 
really really into it yeah audience average 79 percent. so for sure I there's definitely people. heard people telling me that they've seen it and oh, okay. then i just like on average i can't pull in my brain whether people like it or not yeah i would say on yeah it looks like it's a success right. for sure and it's well, that's good i gotta check that out i gotta pull in at least one of those yeah man yeah you should whatever probably google think whatever people think yeah what the, the best, best one episode is, yeah I'll check exactly that out. like we did that for um roar that uh, apple tv plus show remember that yeah Yeah. because we're like what's the best two here yeah um all right let's move on to november yeah we're starting off how early in the month are we starting off let's see november 2 i wanted to discuss a new netflix doc series called the final score the final score what's that dan i don't think i know that i think you are aware of this but um it's basically here i'm going to read the bur- the blurb from imdb the complicated relationship of several of the colombian national team players with drug drug trafficking one that culminated in the own goal and murder of one of the most beloved defenders in the world i know exactly what this is yeah yeah i'm i'm uh i'm aware of the major headlines related to the guy that was assassinated after um the the world cup elimination situation but uh mm-hmm. That's about all I know. And so, uh, what's this guy's name? His name is uh, Pablo. Yes, because it was uh, it was the the thirty for thirty was called the two Escobars, right? Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, I have seen that. Yeah, that's right. And it's because um, it, uh, yeah, he was not. Oh wait, so it's one guy was obviously the the Pablo Escobar that we know, but then there's another guy that was a uh, a Pablo. Um, so yeah. So it's a doc series basically that goes back before he was killed. I think to like maybe that World Cup was 94. So that goes back to I think in the late 80s. So the 94 that was the World Cup here in uh in the United States, right? I believe so, yeah. That was the yeah. first World Cup too. I I uh I remember Barrow. watching. Yeah. Yeah, cuz mainly cuz it was in this country too and I think we were Based on where um, my family lived, I think we were relatively close to one of the game sites. So, um, yeah, so I thought this might be a cool series. It's only six episodes. Um, I don't know whether there's, I have that much invested in like what went on in this whole situation. It's kind of up in the air. So, might see well, how the critics feel about this. But even, even as just like a story, it's very interesting. Like, like, yeah, uh, I think we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of the walls break down between uh, celebrity and like people. Uh, so mm-hmm. watching and seeing where like athletes uh, overlap with like access people have with them uh, to where you know till till their death till murder. Sure, you know, sure. Uh, is is it's fascinating it's 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 a it's a it's an interesting uh hopefully not a portent for what we have to see in the future between the fans and the uh and the players right but but yeah it's a fascinating story yeah and there's been other cases i feel like i've heard about this in like brazil i think there was some of this kind of stuff you know like going and like where there's like a lot of kidnappings too but also random just like murders of famous kind of figures and stuff so mm-hmm. it seems like a south american um deal somewhat you know oh yeah right huge, mexico too enormous mexico. enormous deal yeah yeah well and that 30 for 30 special is really good too i remember that was one of the first ones i saw yeah yeah that's a good in maybe um yeah so we'll see about that uh, okay. for you sir 
You are up. Oh, yeah. November I 3rd. To, I forgot to pull out my uh, list. Uh, <laughs> Dan, you know about this because I'm pretty sure that every single human being on the planet knows about this show. Uh, but uh-huh. let's start. Let's start here. Uh, once upon a time, Dan, we did not have streaming services. We did not have little boxes uh, uh, in our pockets that bring us whatever piece of entertainment we want at literally whatever time. If right. you wanted to watch a story that you had seen once a long time ago, there was only mm-hmm. one place you can get it, and there's a big old blue, yellow, and beige store uh, where the, the, yeah. Yeah, was, the store right. itself was usually like an <laughs> yeah, off-white right. egg cream. Um, yeah. and then like, uh, and the, and the, um, the, the employees were often also blue, yellow, and beige. That's uh, where I, yeah, khaki. The khakis, maybe. yeah, yep. it's beige. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this show's called Blockbuster. Uh, it's about <laughs> the last blockbuster on earth, but it's not about the actual last blockbuster. It's a fictional last blockbuster on earth. Uh, it's run by some famous ish. Uh, sitcom people, Randall Park, I'd say is pretty famous. Yeah. Uh, as Timmy Yoon, Timmy runs the <laughs> uh, the last blockbuster, and there's a there's a a mom, uh, a single mother who who who's having a hard time, you know, making money, making ends meet, and she picks up a job over at the blockbuster. She's played by Melissa Fumero, who's the f- female lead, would you say, of, Blo- of Brooklyn Nine Nine? Oh, oh, is that that same lady? Because I never mm-hmm. saw. I'm not a Brooklyn Nine Nine head, so but yeah. I'm aware of. That's she what we call familiar. ourselves, Brooklyn Nine Nine heads. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a cool yeah, group. She's there. She's great. She's good in that. So you know, okay. I think that on paper this is fine. Uh, the the concept yeah. for a workplace comedy is a good idea. Uh, the other two, the other. Uh, Employees are a boy who wants to be a filmmaker, mm-hmm. his female friend, and an older woman who's just the sass, I guess. She's a sassiness. Mm-hmm. Um, right. She, I recognize her, too, from yeah. maybe Orange is the New Black and other stuff. Uh, and then uh, probably most importantly, J.B. Smoove as yes. the landlord of the strip mall that the, that the store is located in. Right. Uh, okay, that's what that's, he was doing there, yeah. That's good stuff. All yes. on paper. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the trailer for this show. It looks awful, Dan. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's it, it's very rough. Um, but I find myself at a weird crossroads of mm-hmm. like nostalgic y mm-hmm. blockbuster yep. stuff, which they're going to get a lot mm-hmm. of people, I think, yep. uh, because of that. But it's 10 episodes, I believe. Got to be uh, half hours. Better be half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half yeah, hours. There's no oh, way yeah. they're not half hours. 22 minutes, in fact. Yeah. Um, is it and on Netflix? There's got there is something Netflix. to be said about the formulaic sitcom, uh, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, mean? Oh, like just like as like the a workplace comedy sure. formula. It's like Superstore. It, it's, this feels like Superstore, right? Kind in of. In fact, like, I thought that maybe uh, there were some some uh, people that came over from there, but no, it doesn't look like it. Never mind. Yeah, I think it's just the vibe and the outfit, the uniforms. I'm um, sorry. Yes, the series is created by Vanessa Ramos, who previously worked on shows such as Superstore and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, she was okay. she was a writer for those shows. She oh, she was not. She, but I, she didn't show run. Okay, yeah, and I did see a credit though that I think the showrunners. No, I guess they're not the showrunners, but well, they're producers. Show, yeah, I was gonna say for Happy Endings. 
I saw somebody okay. from Happy Endings is involved, which this does not feel like Happy Endings to no, me, really. You, you were closer all. with Superstore for sure. Right. Okay. Um, the thing is, so here's so here's my background and, with this. And, and let yeah. me say this before. Uh, Superstore, for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, from the outside looks like like this actually it looks like a a banal uh workplace comedy that's desperately trying to uh, hold on to the feel of your offices and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh you're you'd be wrong superstore is an excellent show for a sitcom like a sitcom right. wise it's really really good it's not yeah. like an incredible piece of like tv right but uh, if you're looking for a workplace sitcom you could do a lot worse than superstore superstore is pretty charming yeah, um, but this so there was a documentary called the Last Blockbuster, yes. and I think that it's based on like I don't know if you can see there where this in this show where that mm-hmm. blockbuster is located, mm-hmm. but I thought it was modeled after what is because it really is the last blockbuster it still exists in Bend, Oregon, right? And so I was wondering if that's where um, they're setting this show, even though they're not filming in the building. I can tell from the exterior it's not the same place um so yeah i was just curious so that's one just question i have even if we don't have the answer today that i would be willing to to check it out just because i'm curious but um i know, other than I know that, that it so. had to do with i know that, that that like the the development of the show came about because of the documentary but i think that that might be where the connections actually kind of kind of oh, okay i don't think that there's much more connecting you right yeah that seems very likely because it's like it's such a general idea for a show you know it's like yep. it could take place anywhere it could be anything it's true alright um, yeah maybe I'll catch probably not one gonna watch, I'll watch one I'll watch one of those and yeah. I'll come back to tell you it's bad <laughs> alright alright cool um, then fourth but, uh, but the next day yes the next day I might try to find oh no I have I have a if I have a Roku device Dan mm-hmm. do I have the Roku channel I don't think I so. Got to right? I mean, no. how could I not? Nope. I think you Do have, I have to, to subscribe. Pay for the Roku channel on top of ha- having a Roku Let me look this itself. Up. I'm curious. Yeah, I oh think my. you need to. Oh my goodness! Channel. Well, I guess. I guess I free. might. I might do like Over. a free preview if they've got it. Because uh, I kind of gotta watch Weird, Dan. The Al, the Al Yankovic story? The weird colon, the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> yes. Uh, it looks fantastic. Oh, it, yeah. It looks a, like a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, for whoever doesn't know. This is crazy because 15 years ago, the phrase, whoever doesn't know who weird Al Yankovic is, would be dumb. Yeah. But, you know, well, the future moved on. Right. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know who weird Al Yankovic was, through the 80s and 90s, he uh, made spoofs of very famous songs that would get in and of themselves very famous. Uh, he is wildly wealthy because he is incredibly uh, prolific. Mm-hmm. Um, he's often considered one of the nicest people in uh, in show business, mm-hmm. the truly mm-hmm. beloved uh, uh, entertainer. Yeah, uh, and 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 a legitimate uh, musical like genius, like a yes. The f- he he is the Mel Brooks of of music, <laughs> right? Basically, right? right? That's a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, so so 
in in the same in the same in the same way that he would take famous move uh, famous songs and spoof them, he has taken the idea of a of a lifetime uh, do- biographical documentary, and he has made a spoof. He has made a silly version of his life. Uh, I know that throughout the trailer, he's dating a, a Madonna who is very into him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I know that that did not happen in real life. So, right. uh, yeah, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, no, I'm super into it. I've been hearing about this. Uh, it actually played at um, Beyond Fest, which we mentioned that we attended, um, but we're not there for this screening. But no. yeah, it's already gotten a lot of um, really great reviews. Thirty reviews of Rotten Tomatoes, ninety three percent good reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I might see this actually on Tuesday. I might be near a theater that um, is doing like a Q&A type special That would be super screening. cool. Yeah, so I'm going to try and possibly yeah, this, do that. This started as a as a as a sketch on Funnier Die that they made like a serious biopic uh, like trailer for <laughs> Weird Al's life. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept kicking the idea around forever until they were like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, but the uh, but the but the cast, and this is what this is what happens when you are one of the nicest people in show business. Is, is what happens is you make a documentary about your life or a silly documentary about your silly life, uh, and everybody wants to be in it because everybody likes you. Because, right. because everybody thinks you're cool. So uh, I, I'm just going to read. I'm not going to read anybody who they're playing because a lot of times they're playing famous and silly people. Uh, mm-hmm. but Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Rain Wilson, Toby Huss, Julianne Nicholson, Quinta Brunson. Uh, I'm looking at Will Forte. Hey, Scott Ackerman. Uh, oh, Conan O'Brien, Arturo Castro, Jack Black, Akiva Schaefer, Dimitri Martin, Paul F. Tompkins, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Pat oh Mosler, Matt Faxon. This movie has a lot of people in Holy it. Shit. I skipped some people who I didn't recognize, but are maybe more famous than I'm giving them credit for. Uh, yeah. And dude, this all those cast is bananas. Yeah, and all those people are playing actual people. They're not famous playing themselves. People, yeah. yeah. So, so that's so Rain Wilson Rain Wilson is pay, is playing the person who discovered a weird owl. Now, uh when I was growing up when I was a kid, uh I didn't like going to sleep. I like I was I've always been a nighttime person and I didn't like going to sleep so I would stay up listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday nights uh, there would be a show called the Doctor Demento show, and I would listen to it, and I didn't realize this was a famous person. Doctor Demento right. was a silly old man in a in a in a bow tie and a top hat, uh, and mm-hmm. he presents spoof music, and he would have a show on the radio every Sunday at like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, something real late, where yeah. the idea is no one's listening. I loved it. This is the man who discovered Weird Al and started playing him on the radio. He's the guy that uh, Rain Wilson's playing. That's so crazy for me. <laughs> the fa- the idea that Rain will that you know that yeah. somebody's playing Doctor Demento in a movie. Right. Super crazy. Right. Yeah. And it looks like um, the Roku channel is free, from what I'm seeing. Hey. So it's very. It should be pretty easy to see it. It's just I have never gone to the Roku channel in my life, so mm-hmm. I'll have to just uh, figure out where to get that thing, and then uh, yeah, make it happen. But um. 
yeah, just the idea that this was even made into a feature mm-hmm. film is, you know, that alone is pretty crazy. But the fact that it's also really appears to be really good uh, yep. is another thing, too. That's amazing. And yeah, Eric Apple is the, Appel, Apple, I don't know, is a director. And he's also listed as the writer of the movie right alongside a Weird Al. So awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Should be cool. I'm definitely going to see that. Sweet. Sweet oh, man. And uh, to be yeah. clear, Lin Manuel Miranda, he's playing Michael Jackson. Just, just to be clear. Ha! Ah, all right, good. Yeah. That'll all be right. funny. What's next? All right, let's see here. We got on November sixth, um, Spectre. Uh, it's a doc series yeah. on Showtime. Yeah, about Phil Specter. Sure, I saw this. Uh, oh, you saw it pop up as like a I thing. I mean, I saw yeah, I saw the trailer. I, I I looked into it when I was uh, when I was doing. You know what? You do this a lot. Uh, I yeah. thought Dan's gonna cover this one, and I left it. Yeah, there you. Go. Yeah, I was like on like a little bit, because for me, yeah, the, like it needs to be something that I'm gonna be willing to see at least, uh, part of or something. You know, it's like I have to have an interest in it, um, for me to discuss it for the most part. Um, I'm trying to Can find I, now, the listing. If I yeah. wasn't, if I was a, uh, if I didn't know anything. Yeah. And I asked you, Dan, who is this Philip Spector? What would you tell me? You know what? I don't know. I all the only thing I know about him really is that the he's wall a producer. Of sound? Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. I've heard of that. You know um, the wall of sound, right? Yeah, as like a um a thing in music that people would use where mm-hmm. I, the one that I know well. I don't even know if they would call this Phil Spector's wall of sound, but like I've heard of different bands using this wall of sound idea as like a mm-hmm. thing, but I don't know enough about it to really speak on it. You know, I just know. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's look up some of that maybe, so, but the, I'm so going to go Spectre. So in the 70s, Spectre produced uh, let it be. Uh, and then a few solo albums from Lennon and Harrison and stuff. Uh, and like, the idea was that it was such a different like version of rock that had like been presented before that everybody suddenly wanted to work with him he was also he also i believe has a lot of like uh i want to say like not like not doo-wop but like maybe like blues okay uh, hits and stuff like that r&b maybe Yeah, yeah 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 uh but yeah he was basically a hit maker he could he could right he could turn out uh you know a star in a second uh uh-huh. he also is known for having a crazy giant curly wig which is not real uh oh really i didn't know that and basically nowadays looking like a scary creepy weirdo but often right. because we're used to seeing him sitting in a courtroom why are we seeing this man sitting in a courtroom though yeah so that's what this where the doc series comes in um and this is the main thing that i've heard about him actually it's not even music related i feel like i've known about this uh, yes i agree a little bit about this case i don't really know specifics but that's why we have this doc series which is uh four episodes um it says it follows the most important cultural figures of the uh, 20th century legendary producer phil specter when a 9-11 call was placed to california police department reporting the fatal shooting of a woman at his home uh wait shooting of a woman and lo- the location was his home yeah so um yeah it's gonna go over that whole mm-hmm. ordeal which yeah I, I feel like we've heard in general that he's just kind of a, a wacky kind of yeah. crazy dude I- 
I've got I've I've always heard I've a heard that he's put guns to people's heads in the past and mm. told them I'm gonna shoot you for various different reasons. Mm. Uh, second, I also there's a especially in the uh, in the age of uh, Me Too or whatever mm-hmm. or, or or woke or cancel culture with all this all these uh, words that they've turned into poisons. Uh, mm-hmm. They this is a guy who was famous for being a rich, famous guy who got away with murder, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, and it was just accepted. Same for, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Jinx. Uh, oh, yeah. And it seemed like that's the world had gotten just into a groove of, well, rich, old white men get away with things sometimes. Right. Then all of a sudden, we were like, wait, 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 wait a second. Do they have to get away with everything? <laughs> what if we, you know, go after them? What about uh, Blake? Remember Blake? Yeah, Robert name? Blake. Robert Blake. Sure. Had a oh, that's too. the jinx. That's the jinx. No, it? no, no. That's a different guy. Um, Who's the jinx? I'm going to look that up right now. I always He's forget the, his name. Is he the, the detective from, from... Robert Durst. Durst, that's right. Durst is, is the guy. Names. Real estate mogul. Why yeah. did you say that name? <laughs> Robert. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, was it Blake? So was was Robert? Was it Blake too? Was Blake? Also Robert, Robert Blake? Yeah, was like killed his oh, wife. I think um, mm-hmm. that was a little more obvious. I don't think he got away with gun it. at the at the restaurant, right? Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I saw a doc doc about that like back in the day. I couldn't have shot her. I left my gun at the restaurant. Was the original? <laughs> original. Oh god. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so so that's when that's what I remember knowing. I remember knowing Phil Spector was a famous producer, and then I remember mm-hmm. him being in court. And me thinking, oh, look, everybody's going, oh, I wonder if this guy's guilty. But, like, mm-hmm. me sitting here going, you yeah, know, he's obviously guilty. Like, it's very right. clear that this man is guilty. And then, I guess, eventually, like, the world came around to start, like, making these people, like, guilty. Mm-hmm. And now, here we are. Right. I think that's the story of how this got made, right? Uh, Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. And that's the thing is that... um. Oh, wait, so let's see. The wiki says some media outlets that uh, that reported on Inspector's death was subject to controversy to reportedly downplaying his murder conviction. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. So yeah, so that's the thing is that I'm I'm curious like what the doc series is going to roll out. You know, where obviously they might pick a side, but obviously if it's a well-rounded thing, they're going to show all uh, maybe some of the inconsistencies well, see, too. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but I don't think the. I don't think, and I think this is a problem with uh, the way that we see documentaries and indeed truth. Uh-huh. Uh, truth does not mean both sides are represented. That's not right. what truth means. There's only right. one truth. If it lands fully on one side, the other side doesn't have representation. Yes. Their representation right. is as incorrect and wrong, you know? Like, yes. So, so let's make this very clear. Both sidesing is not even like reporting yeah it's just but even reporting is telling the truth that's it no that could be but it's just for me who like doesn't know anything about this i hesitate to say that you know what i'm saying that he uh because i don't Uh, think it was that cut and dry i don't i actually don't know either yeah yeah, so that's the, just, that's the only reason. The impression that you get from what you see from you know. Yeah, no, absolutely, you're right, and that's why people tried to act like uh, making a murderer did something wrong when they just took a position where they just were backing a guy that seemed like he was, uh, you know, wrongly convicted of murder, which I thought, you know, 
in the yeah. moment like they're that they're presenting their case that, i thought for that thing. took also the position more closely of like serial where it was more uh-huh. like right look at how the police screwed this up more yes. so than look at this guy who's illegal who was like unfairly treated or no no that is still the same thing but but I'm they use like, that as like a argument yeah it wasn't it was, about yeah. this guy's an innocent guy it was about mm-hmm. the police really had it out for this guy yeah so much so that they even talk about the fact that that um Oh, I'm gonna forget his name right now. I'm so into this yeah, guy. But the, the, but he, the, the Adnan Syed comparison, I think, is pretty apt, especially considering Adnan just got out. Yeah, but also, yeah. I don't know if Adnan had like killed cats, you know. Whereas, like the guy, oh, the making yeah. of a murderer guy, like had a, had some stuff against him that made it seem like he's not just like a normal, regular yes. dude. He had some yes. some crazy, wacky things in his life, but also he was convicted of like killing somebody that then confessed to it we knew for sure he didn't do the first murder that he was convicted of but then all of a sudden he's involved with a second murder so then it's just like a whole nother whole nother thing i also think i also think that that um show came out when we were just starting to get that kind of a show Mm -hmm. and i think the audience's uh reaction to it was new you know Mm. Mm-hmm. Like the uproar about how one side of the story was and then the counter backlash to that and all the, you know, everything we got right. around making a murder. Right. I think uh, I think we as an audience hadn't been used to such a such a one. Not exactly. One side, but like, no, you're yeah, right. It, mm-hmm. we, we reacted differently because we didn't know. I think now we're a little bit more like, I this is all kind of just entertainment to a certain extent. You don't really yeah. take it as seriously as before. Right. No, I think that's true. So, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm just curious how they're going to present it cuz there's one way too where you can do it, which is what making a murder did, which is you set it up as if whatever thing you know, everything that's in the public eye, whatever, that's truth, and then we work backwards from that and we establish timelines and we do all this stuff where we make him seem maybe he's guilty or maybe make him seem like not guilty and then we work our way back into showing it, you know. So over four episodes you can do that. Yeah, I, I, the problem I think is all, as always is uh, telling the story in the way that you approach the information versus telling the story in the way that tells the truth the most clear versus yeah. the one that always wins. Telling the story in the way that is the most entertaining and keeps people coming back for more episodes. Right. Uh, and right. oftentimes that way leaves. Um, an opening a much larger opening for believing an alternate theory than what actually happened just Mm -hmm. because it's more entertaining if it's a mystery as opposed to no if we just did the job correctly the first time it was pretty clear that this would happen kind of a thing right (laughs) yeah 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 you're trusting the filmmakers a little bit but it goes back to that that weird thing too where we're almost more likely to watch four to six to eight hours of a thing rather than a doc movie because it we're allowing ourselves to get wrapped up in the story that's being crafted for us you know well, so especially if each episode ends in a semi cliffhanger thing right that's which, what i'm saying where right. they, it's edited to like keep you on the hook mm-hmm. uh whereas a movie is kind of stringing you along for that 90 minutes to two hours with no you know, nothing to really hook you necessarily in that in that way. So that's why I'm more willing to watch yeah. this doc series than a movie based on this. Yeah, I agree. It's with so that. funny. Uh, yeah. Entertaining can be disingenuous yes. and misleading. <laughs> but <laughs> you love aware, it, you love everyone. It. Oh yeah, it's so good. Oh yeah. Um, All yeah. right, what okay. do we got next then? Oh, uh, the same day. This I'm just a toss away. Uh, oh. Stars has a new French version of Dangerous Liaisons. That's one of those stories that I think you should always 
mention whenever it gets remade. It's just, it's a good story. You know, cool. Oh, okay. I don't know a lot. Blah, blah, blah. That's what you I know, thought cool. I remember. Yeah. yeah. I, th- yeah. It's all I, the same thing. It was, uh, it was Dangerous Liaisons when it was weird, uh, or not weird, uh, Malkovich, when it was weird Al Malkovich. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, John Malkovich was in the old, uh, Oh, that's right. Dangerous Liaisons. Okay. I forgot I who was it. in Valmont. That's another version of it. Uh, then we got, uh, um, what, which is the one I said, Cruel Intentions. And now right. we have, I think we've had another one recently too. I th- feel like we've talked about oh, yeah. a different came, version of, of this, right? Something came up related to this. Or did they remake this. Cruel Intentions again? Uh, no, that, that's not the case, I don't okay. think. Okay, so I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure they made Dangerous Liaisons recently, but now they oh. made it again. Cruel Intentions came up for some reason we were talking about. Oh, because maybe Natalia. Maybe that was actually the, t- the last time we had a our guest Natalia on, and she mm-hmm. talked about because she really liked she really likes that movie from back and in the day. And if the audience crosses its fingers, Natalia will be back soon. Yeah, cross them hard and them toes. All right. So then, uh, yeah, this this is that's what this kind of seems like, right? Uh, yeah, it's oh, just you period seen, though. You don't know. I'm telling you about this. You're not, no, you're it's fine. I'm looking it up. I'm looking yeah, at it. it looks you know what it look, kind of looks like it looks like dangerous liaisons or cruel intentions no let's say dangerous liaisons via uh uh william shakespeare's romeo and juliet my only so, the only point i'm sold on with this is because leslie manville is in this show which mm-hmm. she's a great uh english actress but it's not enough for me, so I will no, not be watching this. This is going to... Yeah. Well, It'll have audience. Much, much in the way... Who directed that, Romeo and Juliet? Baz uh, Luhrmann? Baz Luhrmann, yeah. So, much in the way of that Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet was very much for <laughs> yes. the Gen Xers and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is not maybe for us, but I can see why it would be popular with maybe some younger people. Uh, yeah, or people that just like period type stuff because it's like yeah. period intrigue mixed with like romantic romance salacious novel type yeah. uh crowds yep. yep all right um moving on here the next thing oh yeah this is gonna be this is i'm so fancy excited shit dan this, this is, is the some, crown jewel literally i think this might be the one for the month yeah this God is knows the most they've been selling at me they've been throwing it at me pretty hard who has? in the not not on the streets not on the sides <laughs> buses <laughs> but when I go to my websites that tell me about like uh, news of the industry and things like that, sure, there's banner ads for this movie or for this series. Yep, uh, this is a Western drama miniseries uh, that is coming to Amazon Prime oh, uh, and you BBC skipped. Two in the United Kingdom. Oh, did I skip one? Yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Crown. Uh, oh, is on the night. I'm so sorry, Dan. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, do you want to continue? No, no, no. It's, just, you go right it's so funny because the way you were talking about it, I really thought it you were talking the about crown, the crown. Yeah, yeah it could, could literally have been substituted. So everything I just said, now <laughs> listen to what Dan has to say because that's what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, the crown is coming back for season five. Uh, those that know this podcast have heard me rave about this show. Raul has not seen, I don't think, an episode. The- I, but right? I have heard not just you rave about this show. Sure. I have oh, yeah. no interest whatsoever in, in the royal family, sure. in the history of totally. the royal family. Totally. But that doesn't mean that I haven't heard a lot of people whose opinions I respect very much, uh, mm-hmm. not least of which uh, is Dan's, uh, mm-hmm. about how wonderful and great this show is and how much, more than anything, how much people anticipate this show coming back. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is like very, very uh, anticipated by huge groups of people, including some uh, some of my family members, which I don't really necessarily talk a lot of TV because I don't think we fall in line. But this month, especially, there's a couple things, uh, including the show. So, yeah, super there stoked. Be, there will be unity in the Dan household <laughs> over television this, this month. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and this is the fifth of what's going to be six total seasons. So this is a time, slight time jump. Not really that much. Uh, that's not true. So um, was last season the Diana season? Yeah, it was the first Diana season, but it was a different Diana. She was She's younger. A different Diana? Oh, okay. Yeah, because now Charles is older. Like a different person. Yeah, it's a different actress. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, li- I thought you meant the character was different. Oh, no. So, so just to remind people, um, The Crown has six total seasons, but basically every two seasons, they're replacing um, the oh, main yeah. actors as they age. So okay. this is the third queen. It's an actress named Imelda Staunton, who I'm aware of. I don't know if you are aware of her. Think, not by name. By name, yeah. If you saw her face, um, you might know her. She's a very, uh, over there at least, uh, across the pond. But she's had enough kind of big movies, I think, too. Um, So she's the new queen. And then the dude from The Affair and 300. What's his name? Dominic West plays the new Prince Charles. So, yeah, so we're jumping. Dominic West? What? That isn't that uh, uh, McNulty? Yeah, McNulty. Yep, <laughs> which is kind of weird to me. It's a big step up from it's, from the from the Baltimore streets, from a cop <laughs> on the Baltimore streets, all the way to the to the Crown, huh? That's well, a big step up for McNulty. The thing is, is it's kind. He's kind of a too big of a name to me for this type of show. Mm-hmm. Like, I prefer sure. my actors to be really great, but not semi unknowns. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. So. Um, that might take a little getting used to, but yeah, overall, man, this is going to be great. This is going to be the cast for this season and next season. Um, and this is going to be, yeah, mainly focused on the princess Diana falling out years. I think she's going to die in this season. Basically it's going to culminate in her death. That's um, pretty sad. Which, uh, yeah. And, but the thing is, I know a lot cause the crown got me into wanting to know, you know the, more about the history of, uh, these, this stuff. You know, and like, famously mm-hmm. the Royal family all watched the crown. Really? Oh yeah, I didn't the know queen, that. It was appointment viewing for the queen. No shit. Yeah. Wow. They came out. Well, all that Whoa, stuff came out funny. when she passed. That like, she was a hardcore watcher. Now I don't know if she was a that's fan. Awesome. Yeah. She right. would watch every episode, and supposedly so does everybody else in the royal family. Yeah, dude, it makes sense. Because it's, of course, because why? It's your. It's a story about your family. Why wouldn't well, you watch it? Okay, uh, there is that fictionalized version there, of your family. There is that, but I can say too that this is literally one of the best looking, sh- like well crafted shows of all it time. Is, it like is it's pretty. I, I, yeah. What what scenes I've seen, I go, wow, it's a very very nicely made show. Yeah, you know how like TV is known for being kind of like shot fast um you know in general it's like it's it's not as like crafted and kind of like uh pondered like film is in a lot of ways but this show every episode literally is so cinematic and so well thought out well written all everything so um yeah i don't blame anybody including the queen for wanting to watch this show Uh, you know tied it back all right uh now can i I speak can i talk Fine. To, to her subjects. Can I speak <laughs> to the subjects of the queen? That is the English, the 
prime television mm-hmm. program that's coming out on the 11th. I didn't skip another one, did I, Dan? No, no, no. You're good. Okay. <laughs> I English. just. It's funny because I have never heard of this show until today. Oh. Whereas I, you this, said you've yeah. seen ads for it, so it's I don't I've know why. I've been seen. I've been hearing about the English for a minute now. Wow. Uh, and the plot is pretty simple. It's a one-sentence plot here on, in Wikipedia, so I'll read that. An English woman arrives into the West in 1890 looking for revenge on the man she sees as responsible for the death of her son and meets an ex-cavalry scout and member of the Pawnee Nation by birth with whom she discovers a possible shared history. Hmm. Uh, Dan, are you aware Are you aware of the concept of the weird West? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, not uh, not said as such. Or, no, or but using please. Using with those words, can you kind of guess? Maybe the weird West. Weird, yeah. The 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 the, the genre is not the right word, but like the sort of hmm. like uh, what would you call like cyberpunk or steampunk or like you know oh like, like a trend like a but like a like, like a, a like a like a overlaid stylistic. Uh, uh, style sort of a yeah. Thing. Um, so the weird west, okay. weird west is kind of like that. Uh, it's western style with the added concept of magic, which is usually kind of like black magic, usually very oh, interesting, devilish and demonic stuff. Uh, is there magic in this? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, don't, okay. I know that they I know that they allude to Native American magic throughout mm-hmm. the trailers, at least. Right. Uh, okay. We don't. I don't know that necessarily if anything's happening. It might be straight up just realistic. Right. But they definitely play with some of the spookiness throughout the trailer. Oh. Okay. Yeah, uh, man. No, it's it looks really good. It looks it in- interesting. Yeah. And it's only six episodes, so it's not that big of a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Emily Blunt is the star, and I like Emily Blunt. So yes. It's a good. Sure. It's a good uh, choice. Uh, yeah. She looks cool. There's a great, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation, but uh, Shaske or Chaske. Uh, nope, Cheske. Cheske mm-hmm. Spencer is the, uh, is the native uh, uh, cavalry soldier that she meets. He, the trailer makes it very obvious that he is, while he is a soldier, he is beloved by his men. But upon, you know, the end of the war or whatever, he is just another, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what what the what the colonial people would call a savage, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a less than human person. So it gave mm-hmm. him a warning, basically, like, hey, you're less than you're less than a person out there. Be careful. Right. Seems like uh, seems like Emily Blunt's dealing with some similar uh, problems, uh, getting yeah. getting stuff done. So they sure. team up. It seems like yeah. they have an exchange where he says, do you know how to shoot a gun? She says, uh, I can if I have to. And he says, oh, you will have to. <laughs> it's a nice little exchange. It's a, it shows that they've got some chemistry. Yeah. Uh, I believe Emily Blunt when she tells me she can be tough. She looks it. She, she plays it off. Well, and we know her from enough uh, action-based stuff now that like uh you know it's no surprise that she can do physicality you know yeah so that's uh, cool she was was that she had the movie with uh, tom cruise right yeah exactly uh, for, uh, um edge of that's tomorrow my favorite one i think yeah well some of us called <laughs> it uh <laughs> yeah what's the other name i don't know no i called it edge of tomorrow i'm lying i'm lying <laughs> um uh, but, uh yeah 
Live Die Repeat. Live That's Die right. Repeat was the was the graphic the novel. Yeah. And you're and you watch the Quiet Place movies, Sicario. Oh, the the uh, the poster says "Live Live Die Repeat" on it. Mm-hmm. Like that it does, was the yeah. phrase they used as like the oh, selling thing. Oh, that was thing, right? the original name. They no, changed I know the name to just. Oh, okay. No, no, I know, but I'm saying like I like how they still incorporated it as like a selling. It's a good uh, tagline. Tagline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yep. Uh, and then I like her. She oh. she she's giving me Evan Rachel Woods in uh, in Westworld vibes a little bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. And then yeah, also in the Quiet Place. Even though she's pregnant in the first movie, it's a very mm. physical yep. uh, whole thing. Like she's very good about um, using that face, I using the face. See her in Sicario. Is does she get rough and tumble in Sicario? Oh, oh yeah, she plays an FBI agent. So there you go. Um, uh, that's another good example. Yeah, no, for sure she can. Some some good some good stuff there in the uh, supporting actors. Toby Jones uh, is here. I like Toby Jones. Uh, Stephen Rhea. Uh, if you don't know Stephen Rhea, uh, remember oh, yeah. the police officer from V for Vendetta. That's Stephen Rhea. Uh, yeah, yeah, seen him it's around. good. It, it seems like it seems like it's gonna be hard to miss. So I'm I'm looking cool. forward to it. Yeah, man, this is like coming way off the radar. So I'm stoked. Yeah. Coming uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, I think almost guaranteed. I can say at this moment we should probably cover. It's- this oh show, yeah, I know? think we're. Uh, that, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that show on this on this podcast. I'm not yeah. sure about the next show though, because coming out of nowhere is one thing, but like <laughs> arriving in a place that you just don't belong, why that could get real complicated, Dan. Wait, are you walking me into Tulsa King? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, um, that's a good old Sly. Yeah, first well, you- time on TV. But this trailer came out actually the teaser for it uh, maybe like two months ago I think I have I feel seen, like I saw I've something. seen it a bunch of times I don't know yeah. how long okay. ago but for sure a bunch of times Oh okay I thought you were saying you hadn't heard about it and it's coming out no of nowhere I for mean you. Oh. his character is coming out of nowhere in the show Oh <laughs> this was the yeah. weak connection that I had going <laughs> Okay I like it So the thing yeah. is this is a modern western in a way it looks like basically oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying I believe, So that's I agree. the connection Yeah I agree And okay here's the bigger deal. And I'm going to kind of, let's do these actually tandem because they come out the same night. Uh, we got a double dose oh, of okay. Taylor Sheridan coming out, coming out towards us. This is amazing. So we got Yellowstone uh, on November 13th and then Tulsa King, the new Taylor Sheridan show starring Stallone on uh, the 13th as well. It's a, it's a block. It's a weekend Sunday night block of uh, two shows that I will watch both Versions. of back to back. So... You want to For tell sure. us about the comeback show before we go into Tulsa King? Well, Yellowstone um, is coming back for season four. Um, not a lot to really say on it other than I'm very excited. Um, the The big thing seems to be Kevin Costner is now the governor of Montana. Sure. Uh, he's ruling over. He fires everybody. He hires his family to kind of help run things. So this is going to lead to a lot of... Uh, bigger issues like things are kind of taking another step up in terms of the the universe and how they're going to handle that we'll have to see i'm not curious i'm curious like how it's gonna because this show usually has its strengths when there's like a lot of kind of violence and uh mixed with the family stuff you know some feel goods and some violence so if he's more an office guy now how does that play out um you know but it could it could play out in some very bigger bolder ways when he has so much control so sure we shakespearean even 
Yes. Yeah, for right. sure. For sure. So, yeah, that's... The uh, fall of the House of Usher might be a good uh, comparison to Yellowstone, perhaps. Oh, interesting. I um, have no idea. I just thought that <laughs> sounded like a fancy thing to say. Yeah, I know plenty yeah. of people who enjoy this show. Uh, it seems to be pretty well beloved. Oh, uh, yeah. Happy for all Huge. the fans. Yeah, it's a huge show. And if we recall, the last time Yellowstone came out, I think it was accompanied by the mayor of uh, the mayor of Kingstown. Yes, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. I think, or you know what? Actually, I take that back. It was with the spinoff of Yellowstone. That was the, the, the show that takes place in the past called 18. Oh, 18 something, yeah. 88 or whatever it was. Yeah, 1883, I, I think. 1883. And uh, um, so, yeah, so Taylor Sheridan's universe is kind of... Um, spreading far and wide as he has so much control arguably maybe the most powerful producer of uh, tv in hollywood i would say perhaps definitely you know definitely within the paramount plus family oh yeah i mean that's yeah. that's for sure yeah so, so then we got another so we got a new show called tulsa got another king. one coming yeah yeah, yeah. I stepped on that what's it called oh, that's right Tulsa King, as in yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. As in Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, what kind of person would be the king of Tulsa, Oklahoma? Are we talking about like a good old boy? Are we talking about like a you know, yeah. farmhand, like a rancher, like a you would tough think guy? Or? That could be the case, but we're talking city. So we're following an Italian mobster faced with the startling task of reestablishing his Italian mafia family in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So it sounds kind of like casino in a way, but in so, yeah. Tulsa. Yeah. I've seen the trailer to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. I know. It's, uh, it's, it, 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 Stallone we looks have to uncomfortable see. on television. <laughs> I think uh, I... I get the impression. I, this is a Stallone. This is a Stallone like the one that we saw in. I like Get Carter stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. you know, like like movies where he's playing a tough guy, where he's playing mm-hmm. a mafia guy. You know, right? Uh, so we've seen him in this mode before, jokey mafia dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only part of this that looks really interesting to me is that mm-hmm. it seems like they're trying to get rid of him. Right? It seems like like. The, the organization, there's no such thing as the mafia, uh, the organization <laughs> is trying to get rid of him or trying to mm-hmm. pawn him. He got out of jail and there's just no space for him. So they go, why don't you go to Tulsa? Do right. do our crap in Tulsa and then let us know how that's going. Right. Uh, but that doesn't belong in Tulsa. That Tulsa is not a city that where you do that kind of thing. There's a running joke throughout the trailer where uh, he's offering Martin Starr uh, protection. And Martin Starr does not understand that the protection racket it means protection from the people that you're paying the protection money to. Like, that's right. the point. So, like, halfway through the trailer, uh, he says something like, we didn't need protection until you came along, which is a very funny right. line for someone who does not understand how that works goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I thought and that made me think, well, Martin Starr's in this. Yeah. something. Yeah, that's he seems a little out of place in yep. the uh, Taylor Sheridan verse, but that's probably with good reason. And they can play against type um, him and uh, and Sly, so mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Um, how do you feel about how do you mm-hmm. feel about Sly having to take orders from Herc from The Wire? Oh, I don't know if I noticed who that was. The you know the bald dude, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't. Why don't I remember? Do you know his name? Dominic 
Uh, Lombardo. Oh. Lombardozzi. Oh, okay. Lombardozzi. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's great. Um, yeah, I'm fine with good. that. I'm fine with that. But it, do we know how many episodes? Uh, he's third build on Wikipedia, so... Yeah, but some, on IMDb... Some. He's nowhere? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I don't see him on here. Yeah. Oh, he's he in was, one. Uh, it's only in one. Oh, he's only in one? Supposedly. Well, we'll supposedly. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but okay. no, he's great. Uh, I'm not... I'm probably going to give this one a pass unless you tell me it's the next greatest thing. Uh, okay. I do think that it is a step towards legitimacy or not even legitimacy because legitimacy is passed uh it's a step towards getting everybody on board out to get out of the whole like movies or tv is like the 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 lower ranks and movies mm-hmm. are the upper ranks mm-hmm. uh, stallone moving to uh TV is one of the old guard, one of the last old guard, <laughs> finally accepting television as the real place where, where the yeah. where the stars work. Yeah, no, I like it, man. I, I yeah. love the uh, the old actors, like because we just get more of them. That's the main reason is that mm-hmm. you know we yeah. just get a, like to see them in a different light. I want too. there to be no actors that are only movie actors. I don't yeah. want that. I want that to no longer exist. No biases. If you want to go to work, you got to work in TV because that's where the work is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on here. Yep. To the sixteenth, um, which is uh, the show. I thought this was interesting. I didn't heard about this prior to today as well on Disney Plus, uh, in conjunction with um, National Geographic. Um, Chris Hemsworth is doing a show called Limitless, and it's like a kind of reality show. But it's um, basically he's taking on all these like really hard tasks. Um, sure. Just to show how you know humans can do it all i guess i don't know it's interesting to me um i like okay like the idea of pushing human right limits yeah the that is one way of how to describe this show yeah there's not i've heard this show described (laughs) differently okay good so so the 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 quote-unquote writing credits of the series Uh uh-huh go to a one Darren Aronofsky, right? Well, it's not the uh, writing credits. I think it's just a producer. Well, I'm, that's yeah. just like I think that's just how they wrote off his credits. Like they oh, had okay. to give him a credit. Yeah. Um, but the way that it has been described to me is that Liam Hemsworth and Darren Aronofsky are uh, associated or friends or in some way connected. Yeah. Uh, and this is a show where Darren Aronofsky, being a more creative and like uh, functional, like head like producer and stuff like that yeah. has control over actor Liam Hemsworth and forces mm-hmm. him to do whatever silly ass thing he wants him to do. <laughs> that is how I have heard this show described as well, Dan. What do you think? That's hilarious. Yeah, I saw Aronofsky's name and I just thought, oh, okay, like he's just probably... Well, he in- is directly involved in choosing what Liam That's uh, interesting. Hemsworth does. Yeah. I like that though because um, wasn't Aronofsky involved in a, in a documentary... Um, I thought like a like one of those documentaries, kind of like that Leonardo DiCaprio will be in, where the you know narrating about saving the Earth and this and that. Oh, this to yeah, me, yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. So this seems to me, in a way, kind of similar, but from you know a uh, a human guy who's an impressively powerful figure mm-hmm. being put to the test, since his body is in a place where he can accomplish some crazy things. Um, he's like a good test subject, I think, for for doing these kinds of things and seeing like the effects on the body or whatever. Because it's supposedly about. Uh, did you saw the the trailer or no? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, you see him talk about like getting older and like mm-hmm. in a way it's like, I don't know if it's just obviously you're going to get older, but how do you live better being an older person or how do you age more gracefully, I guess, too? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, I just thought it could be, it's a different thing. Like for sure for a guy at this it's, level yeah. of, of Chris Hemsworth, I'm, I think this, that's the only reason I, I would watch the show is literally because it's him. And you, know? and you said Chris, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, did I? Liam? Oh, it is Chris. I'm sorry. I, yeah, for Chris. some reason I was thinking about Liam. It is, it is Chris. <laughs> Liam is in the trailer for a second, you know, but it's like. Yeah. Um, but it's. But yeah, it'll be exciting to see if, the, I mean, this like uh, a, a person who plays a literal god in superhero movies. Right. Uh, pushing his body to the limit should be interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it could be fun. And because it's National Geographic, there's a certain level of. Like uh, a, quality and kind of quality control, uh, you know. Yeah, there's involved. like a yeah, there's a, mm-hmm. a it, there's a quality. I think is the right word. Yeah, there's like, like a human human like humanity. I feel like there's like a more humanistic. Oh, uh, I was thing thinking more of a legitimacy. Too. I was that thinking too. More almost that as well. like 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 a journalistic paper as opposed to an article in a magazine. You know. But through that, I think it produces something that represents uh, something that helps humanity in some way. Sure, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, a, it's mm-hmm. always got like a, a what is it, what's the uh, word for well, oh. it's benevolent? It's got a benevolent Ooh, bent. Okay. For sure. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, all right, man. Let's move I'll along. I'll tell you what doesn't. I'll tell you who yeah. doesn't have a benevol- benevolent bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's more than likely Rachel, Toby's ex wife, in the show. Fleischman is in trouble. Uh, it's a <laughs> mini series that's coming to FX on Hulu, which I believe means that it comes out on FX the day after it comes out on Hulu. Reversed. Like it's, Reversed. Okay. It yeah. airs on FX mm-hmm. and then the next day it comes out on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just okay. like Atlanta. Yep. That's the move. Yep. Uh, this is a. So. The trailer for this, this is how I'm going to describe the vibe of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, A, the what was happening on the outside of the jail in Orange is the New Black hmm. meets B, Gone Girl. Oh, interesting. It seems like uh, Toby Fleischman is played by Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, he's like, he's uh, sort of kind of like bored with his life or try he's frustrated or he's trying to figure out what's going on yeah when all of a sudden his wife is like this done we're all this done there's no more here's the kids goodbye we gotta go gotta go gotta go and he's right. like well i guess i got these kids now can't do anything oh by the way the wife is claire danes yeah uh he's like i got these kids now like i can't do anything i just got these dumb kids i guess i gotta figure out how to start dating and what to do with these kids and then finally <laughs> his friend lizzie kaplan is like hey the hell happened to your wife, bro? And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, what did happen to my wife? That's a good question. Oh, yeah. They say something about how she disappeared, right? Something like that? It's like he never ta- he never stops and thinks, why did this happen? And eventually, the police come around and go, hey, hey, hey. We need to talk to you. Oh, I completely missed that part of the... Or maybe I turned the trailer off because I think I just wrote this off a little bit. Because Dan was like... This is garbage and doesn't want to watch this at all. Well, no, that adds a different uh, <laughs> that adds a different dimension now that I know that. Yeah. All right. Let me take away some points that it's that okay. it's one. Okay. Uh, Josh Radner is in it. Uh, let me put him back. So is Christian Slater. 
yeah, they they share the they have these equal amounts of negative and positive energy. I think who's Josh Radner? A little bit. He's uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's a he's pro- the main character of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, jo- oh, yeah. Okay, he's not in the trailer at all, is he? No, I don't he remember is also him. not. Neither oh, okay. Is, uh, Slater, I don't think. But no, he is for I just a second. Like, I did mentioning see him. that they are there. Adam Brody yeah. though is in the trailer. He's pretty prominent. Um, oh, I didn't. He's a good actor. I like Adam Brody. Yeah. Yep. Um, good guy. Yeah. Uh, there's a mystery, and right. there's a lot of slow plinky plonky. Uh, like wondering about life up until somebody hits him with a hammer and goes, hey, 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 think about it, but for reals. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that vibe from a show. Yeah. Um, I just, Jesse Eisenberg, like I, I mentioned this off off mic with you, but um, I want to say it again here because it's weird to me. On microphone? Yeah, on the wow. mic. Okay. This is in public now. This you is this comment. Jesse? Yeah, Jesse, I got a bone to pick with you because you're you put on weight, you got a new haircut, you're no longer the frumpy guy that we knew, who nope, was a, new, a younger kid. You kind of frumpy guy. Yeah, now you just want to be like this new frumpy guy who's grown yep. up and making us all feel like, oh yeah, time is marching on and we're all older. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's true. All right, fine, Fleischman. All right, I might be all in right. for this now that I know the yeah. the twist. Okay, I'm gonna watch one. I'll right. definitely let you know how it goes. Um, yeah, maybe it gets paired with, we'll see what else is, uh, coming down the pipe, but, um, um, all right, Mayan, uh, should I go to my, we have one more. Oh, you know what? Sorry. I will go next. Cause, uh, oh, I have two things coming up. Um, yeah. uh, the way that you've written them on our list, I can't read the names of them, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Uh, and I have to remind myself with this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember 18. 18- <laughs> Okay, so you remember the show Dark? Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Do you remember the show Dark uh, uh, yes. on Netflix, yeah, it's right? Norwegian of some sort, right? Yeah, some kind of Scandinavian. Not I'm sorry. Scandinavian is what I meant to say. Scandinavian. Yeah. Um, they, this is a spinoff, I believe, mm-hmm. of that show, which because the main guy in this is the grown-up version of the kid from Dark. Um, so Dark that's is all I know. a show that involves some time looping yep. and folding over itself. So when yep. you say a character is the adult version of another character, this takes into account that there have been probably multiple versions of adult versions of this character? Or? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if... We seem, Dark is a show that I want to watch, Dan, oh, but I am intimidated by. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. Believe me, while I I'm watching watch it. it. Since the beginning, since I saw it, since it first appeared on my Netflix uh, queue as yeah. just like a woodland image of like a circle or some sort, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, it's just now pu- I've, I've heard enough about it that I'm like, Jesus, is this homework? Yeah. I mean, it is one of the most self-serious shows I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. it's like takes itself completely serious but it holds up its end of the bargain sure. by following through on the premise that it's like trying to set up you know so it's because like it's fun it's like a primer with evil in it yeah with evil but also like just the the, the way they jump through time in these like certain directions and and then you see the futures of these people as older and younger and how they connect in those other time periods. So mm-hmm. this one is connecting, yeah, with the guy that's basically our main character who's uh, 
basically I think just learned to time travel really well. And so now he's in 1899, which I think is the earliest time that like dark jumps around through the night, uh, through the 20th century. Yeah. Um, and I think this might be the earliest. So this is, I guess probably the origins of, uh, all the time travel kind of stuff and where that okay. came from. Yeah. So I'm interested. Well, one day I will watch this show. <laughs> yeah, because you can't really start with this. I don't no, think. Like, no, this I is mean, this is the continuation of another show, probably. Yeah, I mean, it is a spinoff. It is like there's only one character I think well, that's from the other show. Considering the other show is so beloved, you might yeah. not go watch that show first. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just that uh, you just hope that you can get through it. Which obviously, if you don't get through it, then probably don't come see this because. It's, it's just not going to be worth same. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, it'll have its audience. Yeah, I, I have, I have a lot. I know some people who love this show, and I've read and heard people love this show a lot more, even more than that. So, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got its audience, and uh, I just, I'm just glad things like this can exist. You know, and Netflix is like because it's basically because of Netflix, obviously. You know. Yep. Yep. Um. All right, man. Do you want to do? Instead of me doing mine, you got a couple other ones. Why don't you do the 18th? I can slip in there. Sure. Okay, okay. Let me let me drop because uh, I just want to mention pe- the people we hate at the wedding. Uh, it's a prime uh, video. This is a real date nighty uh, type movie. Uh, it's, okay. Uh, Alice. It's basically Alice and Janney, Kristen Bell, and Ben Platt are shitheads uh, at a wedding. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, they. They uh, each have different reasons. I think it's mostly Kristen Bell because we know how, what a good piece of piece of trash she can play. Mm-hmm. Uh, after watching her at the beginning of um, The Good Place, right? Uh, we, yeah, we basically get a similar character, uh, somebody who's uh, problematic. They're the way that they see their family around them who legitimately and sometimes uh, illegitimately seems to be wanting to help her, to bring her along, to add her, to include her. But she yeah. is basically what's that show about the worst people? You're the worst. You're the worst. I've heard of it, never seen it. Yeah. Eh. So it's got a, it yeah. seems like there's a few there's a there's more than a handful of jokes about them realizing that they're the worst. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the, that's the okay. humor. That's, it's a that's movie, comedy, right? If you like that, yeah, it's a movie. Movie, that's it. Yeah, and it's based on a novel. Looks like comes out on the 18th. Uh, yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a real datey type of movie. Sure. Uh, I f- I find that Kristen Bell and Alice and Janney bridge that gap of like men and women, old and young, funny and serious. Right. Yep. It'll have its yep. audience for sure. Um. Yeah, and who knows? Yeah, this is one of those things. I'll wait for um, some reviews and people saying some things. And mm-hmm. if it's saying that it's bringing something a little extra different from the genre, then I might seek but it it's out. Good to, it's good to point out one like romantic comedy. I don't even know that this is a romantic comedy. I think this mm-hmm. is just it's an anti romantic comedy. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. which is still fun. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Um, all right, maybe I'll do my you last. You want to go again? You've got one. Okay, so I, could, I got yeah. a couple more that I just got to... I, I don't have anything I'm really into, but I definitely think that they should be mentioned. Sure. Uh, probably the biggest of the three. Oh, maybe not. Wednesday, TV series coming to uh, Netflix, I think? Yeah. Uh, Is it you've been seeing trailers for this, right? Yeah, actually, I saw I, I saw it on my own uh, a little while ago some, when it first came some out. Some of them don't look that bad. Some of yeah. them look all right. 
Yeah. Uh, this is Wednesday Adams of the famous Adams family uh, mm-hmm. and her time at her high school at the Nevermore Academy. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite joke from the movies uh, from Wednesday Adam is are they made from real Girl Scouts when they offer her Girl Scouts cookies? <laughs> lemonade, <laughs> lemonade made from real lemons, I think it's the, the setup joke. And then Girl yeah. Scout cookies, are they made from real Girl Scouts? <laughs> uh, I funny. love the character. Yeah. Uh, she's dry. She's the driest of sardonic wit mm-hmm. in, in the body of a sullen, like, 12 year old girl she's Fantastic. hispanic too right in the, the show actress, like yes. literally and and some might argue that the adams family that gomez yeah, adams has, I know. right the actor who played him originally mm-hmm. is hispanic mm-hmm. uh we have louis guzman in this playing him i love oh, okay. louis guzman i love love with to the bottom yes. of my heart with the bottom of my heart i love louis guzman i was very I thought it was a weird choice for him because uh, Adam the uh, Gomez Adams is like a dapper guy. He's like right. a, yeah. he's like a dapper charmer. Mm-hmm. So Louis Guzman's never really been that like character. But that doesn't mean that they didn't try to sort of play some slight like gelled hair Pachuco tower <laughs> sort of like character to him mm-hmm. that does fit. And I'm interested in seeing what they do with that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then aside from her, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia Adams is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morticia yeah. is gorgeous. She's a drop-dead beauty. Right. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is, is right there. She's perfect, perfect choice, I think. Yeah. Uh, Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester is, a, again, a strange but uh, probably fine choice. I don't yeah. see why that's going to be much of a problem. Dude. Um, and then Christina Ricci. Yes. Uh, who played... That's cool. Yeah, she's in eight episodes. It says playing this. Oh, she's in. Oh, because uh, yeah, yeah, the cast of characters on Wikipedia. She's at the very bottom. But that might yeah. just be because she's like a and including or you know yeah. featuring type of character. Uh, but they also have Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, you know her as Brienne of Tarth. Oh right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna play a character. That's cool. Uh, Ricky Lindholm from uh, from uh, Another Garfunkel period. and Oates. Garfunkel oh, okay. Owens, yep, yep. Her her band, but also sure. actual television programs. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's, she's great. She's going to play a character in there. And then, yeah, I bet you it's going to be at least pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely, I think it's... Definitely better than the most recent incarnation we've had of the monsters. <laughs> yes. The, the Rob Zombie whatever that was. Oh, I didn't... Okay. You yeah, didn't see know. that? Oh, dude, no. go watch that trailer. You're oh. going to be like... Why? Oh wow! Okay, is that new? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. New. Okay. It looks like it was it made like for thirty-five bucks. Oh god! And oh, it's it's right. he's going for something. Yeah, he's yeah. going for something. Okay, here's the thing. My takeaway with Wednesday is mm-hmm. I just saw this. I didn't know this till right now. Tim Burton, I knew was involved. Oh yeah. He directed four episodes of The Eight. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how we've talked about how certain guys will set the tone visually for a show, come in, direct the initial thing, and then that's it. So I think that's yep. the case yep. here. Yeah. He's uh he's doing the, um, uh, what's his face? We just mentioned him earlier. Who did uh, Seven? Fincher. He oh, came Fincher, in to be, yeah. the, to be the Fincher and set the tone. Yeah. Yep. What cool. was, what was um, Danny Elfman's first film? Uh, oh, I don't know. Was it Batman? No, he was before that because he did. Um, oh wait, you know what? 
That's a good point. Uh, Batman was or than I was thinking. Oh, who was Did the, he do Frankenweenie for a... I just heard... Okay. I just heard the story about how Tim Burton and Danny Elfman met. Yeah. Uh, I think I've heard it I, too. And it was on a movie. It was like... Dan, the, oh. the producer was just a fan of Oingo Boingo and l- like Frankenweenie. Right. And uh-huh. that's how those... That's why those two people met. Right. But uh, yeah, Danny Elfman is... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, he wasn't involved in music or music and movies at the time no, that they just Oingo Boingo. Yeah, yep. Uh, and who? Uh, oh, the reason why the story came up because Oingo Boingo, uh, it was a bunch of West, uh, East Coast people talking about it, and the West Coast guy was the music guy and kept saying, "What's wrong with you guys? Don't you remember Oingo Boingo?" And they got to the point where they realized, "Oh, that was really only a West Coast band that mm-hmm. people on the East Coast didn't really right, listen to." Right. Right. So, so Tim Burton. I'm sorry. Um, Danny Elfman was really not anybody. When he got famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, he's worked with Tim Burton now a million times and he continues to work with Tim Burton because he has made the music for Wednesday. Right. Oh, and yeah. you get this. So his first um, Tim Burton movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's it. That's yeah. what it was. That's, That's cool. Where, okay. That's so super cool. So it was Pee Wee Herman who knew both those guys oh. and chose them. That oh, okay. was the story. Nice. The story started from him, and that's what that's what they were talking about. Nice. That's fun. Uh, yeah, so uh, I gotta check it out. I, I always liked the Adams Family uh, over the Munsters as a kid. Uh, sure, uh, I gotta, I gotta try it out. Yeah, the movies came out in my uh, like a perfect time for oh, me yeah, as a kid. Those movies are fun, man. Those yeah. are really fun movies. Yeah, I have good memories of seeing that in the theater. Same. Yeah, the, the babushka. The, yeah, the mamushka, the, the, <laughs> the dance. Yeah, and I was so young; they were kind of scary. You know, they had a little there like edge to them. Parts. I love yeah. the. I still love the stage play when. Uh, when uh, Pugsley gets his arms chopped off and they just start pouring mm. blood mm. out the sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's yeah, good. man. They spray the whole, all the little kids in the front seats. Yeah, it's good stuff. Anyways. All right, moving along. Crapopolis, yeah. Dan. Uh, the 27th. I got, just FYI, I got one more. Oh. Um, yeah, but I don't know if you want to wait. Last. That's what I thought. Oh, I, oh, thought I don't you know if you want to do it last or just mix it in. But um, oh, do, yeah. do this one, though, first. I want to I got to kick this out because I'm just going to mention that it's a Dan Harmon cartoon. Uh, I misunderstood this to be the Seth Green uh, blockchain show, the board board apes one. Uh, oh, this is a Dan Harmon uh, Fox uh, adult animated sitcom. All those words mm. are fine. They've always. Uh, cracked out some pretty good things this show mm-hmm. is set in mythical ancient greece centers on the flawed family of humans gods and monsters trying to run one of the world's first cities without killing each other uh hmm. the top of the cast is richard ayuade matt barry and duncan trussell it's good stuff wow uh, i like beatrice and tara strong are there susan sarandon is guesting will forte jane lynch dave franco yvette nicole brown um this is somehow wow. a show that is being, uh, what is the word, curated on the blockchain. I don't know what that means. I know that it has to do with NFTs <laughs> and uh, crypto, Oh, but I don't know what that means. And I know it's not good. <laughs> I, know I don't want it to be that. Wait, you're saying the show is related to that stuff? It is curated on the blockchain. That is the phrase that is used. Whoa, I don't know what that means. Neither do I. I believe if you want to understand this nonsense, the the YouTube uh, video is called Line Goes Up and uh, <laughs> it explains all this thing in a very cohesive way. Uh, oh, okay. I bailed. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't matter. You could flip on your TV, watch it, and that's yeah, all you need to know. Yeah, this will just be a yeah. show. It looks bad. It doesn't look great. 
Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, but all those names, yeah. all those names, Dan. It's an interesting premise too. No, but uh, but Dan Harmon needs to work. We got to yeah. keep him working. So got to keep. He can never stop working, or he'll start hurting other people and himself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Dan. I've only got one left, so you want to slide in there? Yeah. Um, okay. This is we're gonna be quick too, because this is just yeah, a yeah. random. Had you heard about this uh, doc series or no? Uh, yes, I just oh, good. The, okay. just the just the name, yeah. which made me think I know what this is about. Oh, cool. Okay, it's about points. Right. Yeah. So, it is all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything else though. It's uh, okay. it's called Pepsi. Where's my jet? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah, it's a doc series. Um, oh, it is a Netflix. I don't know why I thought it was something else. Netflix. Uh, November seventeenth. I don't know how many episodes yet. I would imagine three to four. Uh, not more than that. I don't see how it could be more than that. But um, yeah, this is similar to, there was a doc series we talked about, I think on an upcoming that I did watch on HBO Max about like this guy who like faked his own death and then like went and like flew planes, like flew, um, mm-hmm. flew uh, what do you call it? Drugs legally for like the CIA to those countries or flew guns and stuff like that. So it's just yep. one of these crazy kind of doc series that's just like larger than life in a or, way with a crazy or, character. Yeah. Uh, uh, McMillionaires. Sure. Yep. Kind of yep. similar too. It's a yeah. perfect mix of the two, I think. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of. That's even more it's logical. Got the game, the game, the game aspect. Of, of, yeah. But involving like a character who's like weird enough mm-hmm. to like want to pursue something Do this so crazy. Wild, wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I had you, you'd heard the background of this Pepsi promotion. I have. Thing? I've oh, heard okay. this story before. Not the oh, whole story, but like yeah. I'm aware of this guy doing this thing. Oh, okay. He, he sued Pepsi. Because, yeah. And I remember this. Do you remember the points things back then? No. So, no, not at all. And I think the most famous ones were Marlboro Miles and Camel Bucks. Oh, those I do. Those are probably yes. the most famous. But there mm-hmm. were also like uh, uh, General Mills box tops and there were a mm-hmm. lot of things you could collect that counted like currency from a company that proved to them that you were being um, faithful to that company and in exchange right. they would give you they would give you things and the things especially in the with the cigarettes the things were mm-hmm. always very extravagant like they mm-hmm. were always put the extravagant things up front but they were impossible to get to I know that right. um, there was a, a, a Marlboro Miles would often offer uh, pool tables I know was the beginning of the big prizes they would get right. into like they would end up in like cars and things uh, but Pepsi offered a jet as a joke in a commercial uh-huh. but this was before <laughs> there were like those voices in commercials that say things super fast so that you don't understand them but are technically making it sure that the company's not liable for whatever nonsense they just spouted out Right. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I just was so young when this was a case, I guess, maybe that. Oh, I, I yeah, to see I've heard it, it from after. I don't remember it during the time. Yeah. I oh, okay. hearing about it as trivia. Uh, no, I'm not as familiar with the Pepsi side of things, but um, oh, I'm looking at it. It's 96. There's a commercial okay. where they're rattling off all the different things you can get, uh-huh. and there's a kid, and it, this this is another thing is they're, they're all children in this commercial, mm-hmm. and there's a kid who goes like who like 
like I think the cockpit is opening and he's like leaning outside of the cockpit going like I got a jet for like two billion points <laughs> and even in the commercial the way he delivers the 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 line it's yeah understood that they're saying this is an impossible number of points to get right but much like the healthy choice pudding uh, <laughs> fiasco that happened to them, right. yeah, that's that that is included in the film Punch Drunk Love, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where they took advantage and did get all the points that they said that they were basically yeah. impossible. Yep. Somebody got all the points that they said they should be able to get a Harrier jet. I believe it was a Harrier jet. <laughs> yeah, that's Harrier the kind jet. that can mm-hmm. take off and 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 land from a like still position. Yeah. It doesn't need a does not need a runway. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. And then that's so, what happened. so do you think it wasn't it was a joke obviously like Pepsi In the commercial made, it was very like, clearly a joke. Yeah. As a child I was like haha. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they were thinking as well. Well the well, the, then, the the but the person in the in the lawsuit yeah uh, I I'll tell you the his real name I don't know if it's in the uh, nope it doesn't say his real name uh, oh Leonard John Leonard PepsiCo is the name of the yeah, yeah. The case mm-hmm. he he said no 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 you put this out there word for word mm-hmm. I'm just making you live up to your word right did you see and the trailer though. I haven't. No, I haven't. Seen oh, that. so in the trailer they show how they were like Pepsi was like, "Ha ha, this is a joke." After the they got sued, but then they they changed the ad to include "just kidding" in parentheses, like below yeah. the points to try and I cover. Feel like I even like remember the "just kidding" too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, yeah, this Very will be funny. fun, man. This will be a fun doc series, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Prices, prices, mm-hmm. prices, and uh, what is something and something may vary. What is the the voice says very quickly in those commercials. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's the but usual. Yeah, if you've ever heard a commercial with a with a for like a a, a prize or something for yeah. a contest, yeah. and at some point in the commercial, a a super fast talker comes on <laughs> and spits out a million rules that are right. clearly not there for you to listen to. Right. Uh, that is a result of this case. Oh wow! Yeah, because yeah. that's what they say in the in the uh, trailer. They say nobody. There was no fine print. There was nobody sure. said anything at it, so it's like yeah. now existed after this guy. Right. Interesting, man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting is the word for I'm it. I'm gonna check it out. Finally, Dan, right, to got? close out the month. Yes. A uh, long time ago, we did we covered a movie from the '80s while we were covering while we were filling in oh, yeah. your '80s uh, blank holes, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Blind we spots. We saw Willow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Warwick Davis. Uh, uh, supernatural fantasy movie. Yeah, uh, it's very beloved, super, super, super beloved, uh, and it is back uh, in a series form. On is it Disney Plus? It's got to be right. Yep. Yeah, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought back as many of the characters as they could, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It looks kind of great, like for for what it is. Yeah, it's maybe not for me. Right. But if you liked Willow, I can't imagine you not loving this. This looks yeah. like a perfect recreation of that of that vibe. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And it, it's like uh, uh, Disney Plus needs content, and they're mm-hmm. they're in the mode of uh, remaking, rehashing, or recreating oh, whatever yeah. stuff. Are so. they the Hocus Pocus people? Yeah, they did that one too. Yeah, so um, yeah, it'll have an audience for sure. It'll get some people subscribing to Disney Plus. Um, 
And yeah, I like it's funny too because modernizing something like this I think makes sense in a way because mm-hmm. the technology yeah, totally. yeah, the technology is just there. Like you're not going to have as many practical things uh, which is kind of a shame because that's what was kind of cool about that era. But in a way, you can't really blame them because they can just do volume type shit now and just make sure. things look amazing so easily. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. They yep. can splash the volume with water apparently now as we found out watching Whoa. those boys fly dragons in uh, in uh, the, the season finale of uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, yeah. They were hosing those boys down. <laughs> Uh, with the rainwater while they drove the dra- while they fl- flew the dragons, right? And uh, I was listening to some behind the scenes stuff where they were like, "Oh yeah, the wa- the volume being waterproof is kind of a new thing," and we were like, "Phew!" Oh, we were gonna oh, I didn't- we were gonna digitize all the water. Okay, yeah, I didn't even know that was filmed in in the volume. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. In volume, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't like to just assume that because I know it's uh, obviously like you know I I guess it's just for rent as like a thing. You yeah, you just—it's. I don't think it, I don't think they call it rent. I think licensing is <laughs> is a word that they like to use more so than rent. But well, it's yeah. like a studio space, you know. It is like a, you rent the it studio. It is a physical thing, but yeah. they do consider it licensing the uh-huh. the software, right? More right. so than the uh, the screen. I get that. Yeah, and then you need to help probably with making the um, visuals that go with it. So I'd imagine that right. comes the with the way that the, it cuts up uh visuals is really interesting so that yeah. when you're on the volume looking at it doesn't look like it looks like madness yeah it's only in yeah. camera that it makes sense yeah because it's from the angle perspective it like changes yeah there's like slices that are black because the camera doesn't see them and it would not make sense for them to have like image on them right it would cut off it's interesting it's super yeah anyways yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this Willow thing looks cool. I think I'm glad they're mm-hmm. making it. Warwick Davis is back. Uh, Mad Mardigan, unfortunately, is not going to be a character that appears because Val Kilmer happened to be recovering from throat cancer at the time and was unable to join uh, the series himself. Oh, right. But the character of Mad Mardigan will be apparently uh, what the quote is, he will still be involved in a big way. That's the quote. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, maybe they make him like uh, yeah. a like a, a spirit spirit guy or something like. Uh, Who knows? Uh, or yeah. they're doing it in his name or something like that. Oh, and but, Christian uh, Slater's yeah. slapped on here for some yeah. reason. He snuck funny. in there. Oh, I love that uh, Kevin Pollock and his friend are right. back as the Brownies. Were That's they in fun. the? Were they? He wasn't yeah. in the original though. Kevin Pollock reprises his role as no. the Brownie duo, duo oh. Rule and Frangine. Wow! Yeah, yeah, I remember them. The little guys, the little yeah. small guys. The little, the, the little uh, badly uh, green screened, but like charmingly so. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. they're great. Yeah, man. Yeah, fantasy stuff, man. You fantasy people, you're you're. <laughs> this is a, an embarrassment of riches for you fantasy people right now. Yeah, exactly. All stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, but with that, Dan, that ties up November for us. Uh, yep. We're going to come back at the end of uh, the month to let you know it's uh, what we thought of all this stuff. Uh, I feel like I'm going to watch more stuff than usual this month. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, for me especially because there's a lot of returning things that I really mm-hmm. like. Uh, not, not. We didn't count. Mythic Quest also has a big love. People like it a lot. Uh, yeah. There's- Titans. Titans is coming back. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, returning stuff. I just, oh, obviously, I'm catering my list Lars to myself. Lars von Trier's The Kingdom. The oh. The 80s yeah. like, I'm aware. horror TV. It was a TV miniseries, I think. It's coming yeah. back with like a three-part series to wow. end it called The Kingdom Exodus. Whoa. Lars von Trier directed and everything. 
Yeah. Uh, wow. Looks I did not crazy. know about that. It looks like it looks like European Twin Peaks. It right. Looks fucking, it looks freaking weird. That's awesome. Uh, there's a scene where there's a slow mo dive through the air that is very clearly not shot in slow motion, and uh-huh. the people are just hung from this and are being moved slowly across the. Whoa. It's a trippy look, man. It's a weird, but what? Well, and those weird that don't horror. Yeah, those that don't know, I love Lars von Trier. Like I'm a big time. Uh, have fan of his, I've seen almost everything. The Kingdom, I have not seen. So there's some early stuff that I haven't seen of his. That was actually like more in like the, the 90s, maybe. That was late 80s, yeah, early 90s. Late 80s. Okay, or, it was it was also in pieces. The the original Kingdom also came out in pieces. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's some early stuff of his that I I still want to see. So hopefully yeah. they're showing the original too if they're going to show this. Yeah, you would, you, know? you would need to catch up. For yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, and then of course Lopez versus Lopez the uh, George Lopez show that's coming out. Uh, <laughs> I am all about uh, what's we call it representation and Hispanics definitely need more of it. This sure. is not the kind of representation they need. <laughs> this is garbage. Get it off. George Lopez, you're done. We're done. Yeah. We're done with you George Lopez. Go home. I know you're rich. Go home. Yeah, I don't, I don't, there's nothing I, I don't even know what you're talking about. trash, this show. It's called Lopez v. Lopez. He's trying to get his daughter. He's trying to get his daughter a career. But his Uh daughter is not a, a decade spanning stand-up comedian. Right. With, who sells out arenas. His, his, your daughter is just your daughter. (laughs) Yeah, dude. uh, Oh, it's on NBC, so. Yeah, it's uh, that's why I literally will not talk about anything on yeah. like and, you know we have very the rare. only channel who I might think about watching yeah a sitcom from like the mayor like Mr. Mayor or whatever right. something like that sure. maybe. yeah yeah uh, anyways this is awful this is awful. do not watch this show good Don't I like watch. this this angle. is my I like this, this is my neg- thumbs down <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the episode yeah I like it I think on the, on that note then on a negative note yes I'm gonna say adios bye Don't watch.